Hello, listeners. This is Michelle Apolitegi of the Tesla City Stories. The following podcast is a recreation of a 1940s episode from the catalog of the Tesla Broadcasting Company. You have not, I repeat, not fallen through a hole in the space-time continuum. Please enjoy. And now we bring you an encore presentation of the Tesla City Stories. It's 1944, and TBC is on the air again. The Tesla Broadcasting Company and Pollitt's Pearlescence Beauty Cream are proud to introduce the romantic misadventures of a young woman making her way in the big T. The course of true love is guaranteed to never run smooth from Blevins to Betsy. handful of months ago, two small-town girls, sisters, moved to Tesla City. One is a ditzy dreamer with her eyes set on the brass ring of showbiz stardom, but this isn't her story. This is the tale of the younger sister, the clear-headed one, whose own dream is to keep a roof over their heads and food on the table. Ironic, then, that she quickly found herself in the glamorous world of radio, working with, um, four, the stars of At Home with the Pratt Falwells, those elegant and urbane thespians, Blevins and Joan DeBell. It's a different world behind the scenes of the country's favorite radio comedy, but show day finds the DeBells prepared and eager to delight their public once again. This is Drac! Sheer, unequivocal, unadulterated, malodorous dreck! The script or the coffee? (laughs) Who would think that after four years and six head writers, they might have figured out how to tell a halfway decent story about this vapid suburban housefrau and her spastic dimwit of a husband? So I was right. You are upset about the coffee. (laughs) Where is the new girl? Do you remember her name? Mm. Listen, just Listen to the words they're trying to force into my mouth. The label said rinse and repeat, Harvey, but it never said when to stop. (laughs) I won't. I can't bring myself to waste my talents on such drivel. Drivel? I thought it was dreck. Do make up your mind, darling. I'm assistant girl. I say there, new assistant girl. Could you come here, please? Yes, Mr. DeBell? About this coffee. All right, then. It's dreck. Oh, dear. I... Oh, no. She wasn't talking about the coffee. Oh, that's a relief. So, it's not dreck. No, 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 no. Of course it's not. But something else it's not is good. (laughs) Seeing as you're still new around here... I've been here five months. I'll give you a pass. The important thing to remember is I'd like my coffee white as an Alabama jewelry and sweet as your grandmother's smile. You obviously never met my Nana Ethel. (laughs) Um, lots of cream, lots of sugar. Got it. Hmm. What's your name? Betsy. Betsy Harper. That's it? It's decided. Blevins, dear, you'll want to hear this. I somehow doubt that highly. (laughs) I'll just get you that coffee. 
Now she's a lovely young thing, huh? Eyes front, Blevins, and lend me your ears! Well, I assume my mouth is still mine to do with as I like. <laughs> now what's this about some kind of decision? I'm leaving your... The script is that bad? <laughs> I'm simply done, dearest. Much like our marriage, this whole glittering facade of a career has run its course. Radio comedy? <laughs> I was Lady Macbeth on Broadway. And you also performed Shakespeare, I believe. Droll, as always. Blevins, dear, you can't say I didn't give it the old college try. I agreed to keep up appearances for our adoring public by pretending to still be your better half, even though we've been divorced for a year now. Now, Joan, you know that was for the... For the good of the show, yes. Well, the show is no longer good for me, or just plain good, so I believe I shall take my bow and be done with the insipid adventures of Millicent Pratt Fulwell. Look, how about we put such pronouncements on hold? We can talk all about this later over a couple of very strong martinis. No, I don't think so, darling. You may have missed the import of my resolution. When I said I'm leaving you, I meant I would be doing so now. Huh? I happen to know there's a slow boat to Rio leaving Pier 34 in just a little over an hour. A little sun and scandal sounds refreshing. <laughs> you can't be serious, Joan. We have a show to do in just... Fifteen minutes, Mr. and Mrs. DeBell. We're live in fifteen. She what? She walked right out the door and hopped in a taxi cab to Rio. And you didn't stop her? What did you expect me to do? Physically restrain her? Trust me, we're past the point in our relationship where that might have been appealing. Do you know who I used to be? I used to be Yuri Kragovich, director and head writer of At Home with the Pratt Falwells, America's favorite radio sitcom starring America's favorite husband and wife comedy team. Now I'm fated to be known as the Joker who broadcast a half hour of dead air before his chronic ulcer popped his gut like the world's vilest piñata. What are we going to do, Yuri? Well, I'll call the brass, the affiliates, and the sponsors, and then the coroner to let him know where to pick up my body. <laughs> you can help by informing the engineers that they've got seven minutes to get some records together. Will do. And, Yori, I'm terribly sorry about all this. Ah, well, this week's script wasn't that funny anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what it is. It's absolute detritus. A diaper full of doggy doing. <laughs> <laughs> and the lighting in this studio is beyond atrocious. Utterly and vociferously subterranean. <laughs> I know this is radio, but there's no reason I should be made to look like Margaret Hamilton on a bad day. Joan. Miss Harper? Was that you just now? Okay, I know what this means. I am so, so sorry for disrespecting Mrs. DeBell, and I'll, I'll just gather my things and leave. Well, that's not... I... But before I do... There are a couple things I should say. One, it was an honor working for the Tesla Broadcasting Company, and this show in particular. And two, if you need that much sugar and milk in your coffee to make it palatable, why are you even drinking coffee? Just heat up a milkshake already. Wait, Miss Harper, don't rush off. Just wait. Now then, nobody's getting fired. In fact, depending on how you answer my next question, there may even be a significant promotion for you in your immediate future. Tell me, dear lady, 
Can you do Millicent Pratt Falwell? Can I? How many times have I told you? No putting in the dining room. Uncanny. Phil, kindly go tell Yuri to hang up the phone. The rest of you, it's business as usual. Uh, can I ask just what's going on? Something ludicrous and absolutely unlikely. Congratulations, Miss Harper, for an approximately uh, three and a half minutes. You are going to be a radio star. And my wife. Blevins to Betsy will return momentarily. But first, ladies, do you know why you're luckier than Ponce de Leon? Why, Wilson T. Pringle, that may be the strangest question I've ever heard. Is it, Michelle? You won't think so when you hear the news that the fabled Fountain of Youth has been discovered and it's as close as your local drugstore. Well, I always suspected you were hopped up on happy pills, and there's my proof. <laughs> Ignoring for the moment my private struggles with controlled substances, allow me to explain. The good people at Pollet Petrochem are proud to present their latest breakthrough in beauty technology. Pollet's Pearlescence Beauty Cream is the silky smooth cure for the ravages of time. No offense, Wilson, but as a woman, I've heard those kinds of claims too many times before. I'm sure you have, but why don't you try a dab for yourself? All right. Ooh, it tingles. It's... it's actually tingling a lot. That means it's working. It's kind of intense, really. That's the feeling of Pollitt's Pearlescence, renewing and reinvigorating tired skin, tightening and smoothing away all those troublesome worry lines and wrinkles. And did you know that Pollitt's is helping us to win the war? Oh, how's that, Wilson? Pollitt scientists have discovered that the chemical waste products left behind after creating pearlescence make the base of a powerful jellied explosive that can lay waste to whole forests and melt human flesh like paraffin. Take that, Adolf! <laughs> you said it. So rush right out to get the beauty cream that gives our fighting men something to look forward to and the axes something to fear. Pollitt's pearlescence. And now back to Blevins to Bet. <laughs> I mean, at home with the Pratt Falwells, already in progress. All I'm saying, dear, is maybe you could curb your hobby just a bit. Maybe buy a few less golf clubs or less than five a week. Oh, so that's how it is, hey? I work and slave all week to provide for my beautiful wife, and all I ask in return is this one genteel diversion, the sport of kings. Doesn't that have something to do with horses? Now that's the silliest thing I ever heard. Horses can't play golf. <laughs> now every serious duffer on the links knows that a golfer is only as good as his clubs, which is why I've been so diligently acquiring and meticulously organizing this collection. Whoa, whoa! Behold, the greatest duffer of them all! Oh. Give me a hand, would you, dear? Shouldn't you get a caddy to help with all this? Well, sure. And who do you suppose I hire for that job? King Kong. <laughs> oh, Mrs. Pratt Falwell. You delightful dingbat, you. Miss Harper, that was simply impeccable. I concur. You completely saved our bacon. Which I could really go for right now, by the way. That's not exactly kosher, is it, Yuri? Who are you, my rabbi? Well, I think I'd look horrible in a beard. 
speaking of disguises, Betsy, I admit I was worried that you'd never fool the audience. But with that wig, the dark glasses, and the flats, no one in the audience suspected you weren't, Joan. If it would make it easier for you, should I have a cosmetic surgeon shave a couple inches off my legs and spine so I'm the same height as Mrs. DeBell? Would you? I don't believe that will be necessary. Well, thank you. You know, not that I ever had aspirations of becoming a performer. That's my sister's dream. But even so, I might have enjoyed it more if it had been under my own name. Well, that's... that's complicated. But it shouldn't be. I promise you that I'll get on the phone to the former Mrs. DeBell whenever and wherever she washes up. And we'll work out some way to make our divorce palatable for our adoring public, thus paving the way for you to officially come out as my new co-star. Assuming that's actually what I want. Why wouldn't it be? Wow. What? You certainly think a lot of yourself, don't you? Well, somebody's got to, and I'm the most imminently suited for the job. Look, you've obviously got me pegged as some sort of... uh... Bore. For example... Blowhard. Okay. Insufferable egomaniac! Really, Yuri? What, I can't play? That may be how you see me, but I assure you, I'm just a plain living fella. Not so different from any average Joe. I'd wager we have a lot more in common than you think. Your limousine is idling outside the private exit, Mr. DeBell. Mm. Oh, I don't doubt that for a second, Mr. DeBell. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'll be heading home. If I hurry, I can catch the number 12 cross town. Oh, bravo, Jurgens! Your timing is masterful as always. Oh, thank you, sir. And I see your night classes and introductory sarcasm have been a big success. Ah, you just missed it! Oh, no, you're kidding. Next one will be around in a half hour or so. Make yourself at home. But you can't sit here, you understand? This is my bench. This is my bed! <laughs> oh, okay, got it. Thank you. Say, you wouldn't happen to know what happened on tonight's Pratt Falwells, would you? <laughs> Actually. Well, this is a sorry sight. Nobody's asking you to look. Please, Miss Harper, can we talk? I know you can, Mr. DeBell, but can you do anything else? Oh, surely is Jones double at that. I can do at least two more things. I can apologize for the awkward situation you've landed in, and I can squire you home. Won't you let me do that much? Mr. De... You're Blevins DeBell! I am indeed, dear lady. What a special day for you. Oh, 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 my hair is such a mess! Well, now that you mention it... Mr. DeBell! You look strikingly like my own sainted mother. Oh, this is such an honor! Let me get a good look at you. (laughs) Certainly. Only don't try sitting here! This is my bed! Yeah. <laughs> Rain? Perfect. You know, on second thought, Mr. DeBell, I think I will take you up on that kind offer of a ride home. Wonderful. But first, here, Mrs. Miss. Miss Helena Housewater. Please, take my bus fare, since I won't be needing it. And this, too. Uh, maybe this will get you someplace dry. Oh! Such kindnesses won't be forgotten. I'll remember you when I come to power. But for now, you best steer clear of my bench! (laughs) Righto! (laughs) After you, Miss Harper. Ah, that's better. 
This suit is dry clean only. Now, where can we uh, take you? 1470 East 87th. Oh, dear. What? Uh, nothing. You heard the lady, Jergens. Drive on. Sir? So, this is how the average Joe gets around town, eh? It is, if they're also the star of the most popular radio comedy on the air, three years running. Miss Harper, may I ask you a question? If it's about the ownership of that bench back there, I think I can answer that one. Where are you from? My sister Viola and I came up from a small town in Maryland you've never heard of. Mm, You never know. I certainly traveled quite a bit on the vaudeville circuit when I was just starting out. Try me. Fusker's Mill? Mm, No. And part of me suspects you just made that up. (laughs) Woodchuck Girl Guide's Honor. You think I'm some kind of bumpkin, don't you? Not at all. Barring any future references to the Woodchuck Girl Guides, that is. But to be baldly forthcoming, I'm a little concerned that my livelihood and standard of living rests in the dainty hands of a fetching unknown from Fusker's Mill. Well, Mr. DeBell, I promise on my simple, backwoods, plain-spun soul that I will do whatever I can within my limited folksy means to keep Jurgens here in the job. Thank you, Mom. No problem. Us working stiffs gotta stick together. I, I think you misunderstand me. And none too soon, we've arrived at my humble lodgings. This is me up on the right. All I meant just now is that I know almost nothing about you, my new co-star, but I should... I should very much like to... Miss Harper, Betsy, would you care to join me some evening for dinner? I, uh, I don't think that would be very, uh, thank you. No, Mr. DeBell. Blevins, please. But you might buy me a cup of coffee sometime, Blevins. I take it black as a coal mine at midnight and strong as Joe Lewis's left hook. I'll remember that. Now go, Jergens, quickly, while we still have our wallets and tires! <laughs> you pull up in that fancy car from the window here. Who was that just dropped you off? If I tell you, sis, you have to promise to contain yourself. Ah, come on. I think you forget that I'm the worldly. Older. More mature sister. Now spill. Who are you carpooling with? Blevins to Bell. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Goopchick. <laughs> listening to Blevins to Betsy on the Tesla Broadcasting Company. And here are the stars of the show, Daniel Rovan and, uh, excuse me, young lady, but only cast members are allowed on the stage. Wait, Wilson, don't you recognize me? Michelle, is that you? Of course it's me, Daniel. Only rejuvenated by that little bottled miracle, Paulette's Pearlescence Beauty Cream. Well, you look like a million bucks. You sure do. So fresh-faced and young, you're bound to be stopped by truant officers asking why you aren't in school. Oh, shop. <laughs> Seriously, Michelle, you look so vibrant that I'm tempted to pick up a bottle of Paulette's Pearlescence for myself. Don't be silly, Daniel. Men don't use beauty creams. <laughs> no, of course not. Well, everybody knows that. I was only... <laughs> you didn't think I was serious, did you? Tonight's production, The Unlikely Understudy, was adapted and directed by Brendan Jones and produced by Jerry Chrisman for Raygun Gothic. It starred Michelle Apalategi as Betsy Harper, Daniel Rovan as Blevins DeBell, and Karen O'Brien as Joan DeBell and Mrs. Housewarden. 
it also featured Brendan Jones and Lauren McHugh. Show theme composed by Patrick White. Your announcer has been Wilson T. Pringle. Stay tuned for more laughs and thrills from the Tesla Broadcasting Company right here on your radio dial. The Tesla City Stories is produced by Lauren McCune, John Campbell, and Brendan Jones. Executive produced by Jerry Chrisman for Ray Gun Gothic LLC. Additional production support provided by John Campbell. Special thanks to Sam Mowry of Willamette Radio Workshop, our dedicated cast of talented actors, our tireless crew, and the support of our incredible fans all across Tesla Nation. Please like, subscribe, rate, and review us on your platform of choice, and spread the word about us. That all helps us to boost the signal. To learn more about us and see upcoming dates of our live performances, check out our website at teslacitystories.com. <laughs>